Will you please pray with me? Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit, from before the beginning of time, you have been a community of faith, our three-in-one God. Thank you for creating us and the whole universe to share in your love. Lord, we haven't always done well at living out your love for each other. We so easily get distracted and divided. We hurt one another and hold on to resentments and anger. Change our hearts, Lord. Teach us to love as Jesus loves, so that by the leading of your Holy Spirit, we live in harmony with one another. I ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Last week, my family and I got to take a couple of days of uh, to go up to Decorah and have a little bit of vacation before uh, we go, Sarah goes back to work on uh, tomorrow morning. And we really enjoyed our time up there. That was where I went to college. And so while we were up there, I took the kids and walked around uh, the campus a little bit, showed them where I l lived and some of the, the places that I really loved. Uh, and I remembered while we were there the deep friendships that I had at college. I was on an outreach team uh, there at Luther, and those teams would go out to local churches in the area and lead lock-ins with youth, uh, and then help lead worship at the, uh, the church the next morning, you know, on very little sleep. <laughs> some, uh, playing some songs, sharing some stories, uh, you know, of... Uh, what God we'd see, what we had seen God doing in our lives, uh, sharing from God's word. Um, we had a really big outreach team. Our our team uh, usually had about 15 people on it, and so we called ourselves the mob, the members of the body. And as we practiced all these songs and skits and games together, and we practice sharing our faith um, with one another so we could do that with the kids at the lock-ins, we became a really tight-knit community. It was like we were a small group that, that really cared for one another. Um, we, any time one of the mob uh, was going through a difficult time in their lives, we, we came, around, uh, came around them. We encouraged them. We supported them. We prayed for them. We didn't just, you know, say, oh, I'll pray for you, but no, we, we actually laid hands on, on them and, and prayed for them that God would work in their lives. Uh, so we became this, this group that really lived out our faith together and then was able to share that with other people. That was one of the things that, that I so much loved about it. We were united by our time together, by our shared experiences, but more importantly, we were united by our love for each other and our love for Jesus, which flowed out of his love for us. This summer, our sermon series is on the way of Jesus, how he moves us from belief to action. And these past few weeks, we have been looking at the theme of community, how God puts us together as members 
of the body of Christ. We heard this morning from Romans chapter 12, where Paul says, For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not have all the same function, so we, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. This was one of the mob's theme verses, because we were many members with many different gifts. Some were really good at playing guitar, others loved to sing, others really enjoyed sharing faith stories from their lives or insights from the Bible. Some were really great at acting out skits or leading games, and and some were just really great at listening to the kids and praying for them. We belonged to each other, and we belonged to Christ as members of his body. We followed his lead, for he is the head of the people of God. Now, sometimes we could be an unruly mob. <laughs> like any time you have a group of people together, sometimes you have disagreements and conflicts over different things. We sometimes got in really silly arguments about who should do what and uh, had you know, personality conflicts. Now, I don't suppose that ever happens to you in your family or in your workplace or in school or your community, right? <laughs> it's really just part of our fallen human condition. You know, we mess up all the time in our relationships with each other. Sometimes we get, we pick silly fights. Sometimes we hurt one another unintentionally, and sometimes we even do it on purpose just to get at each other. We get sucked into these silly disagreements. You know, we say and do things that we later regret. We act stupidly and selfishly. And we end up hurting people in ways that we shouldn't. Paul goes on in Romans 12 by saying, love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. He's saying, don't just put on a fake smile. Even if you don't like someone, love them. The word that he uses here for love is the word Philadelphia. Now, when I hear Philadelphia, I usually think cream cheese. <laughs> but uh, it, the word literally means brotherly love. Love one another like brothers. Paul continues, Honor one another above yourselves. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. How do you show honor to someone? You respect them. You applaud them. You cheer them on. And you help them when they have a problem. It's easy to show love and respect and honor to your friends, to people you know. It's a lot more difficult to show love to people outside your circle of friends. Or is it sometimes the reverse? <laughs> Maybe the more you get to know some people, the less likely you are to show love to them. <laughs> this command 
from Paul and from Jesus extends outside your little circle, even to your enemies. I think Jesus' hardest command that he gave us was love your enemies. Paul echoes that when he says, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Do not repay anyone evil for evil, but take thought for what is noble in the sight of all. If it is possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. It can be really hard to live peaceably with everyone, especially when someone pushes your buttons or has hurt you in some way. Sometimes living peacefully with someone means setting proper boundaries and expectations. In 1 Thessalonians, Paul, along with Silas and Timothy, said, we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive, encourage the disheartened, help the weak, be patient with everyone, Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. There's a lot that we can unpack from those verses. He says, warn those who are disruptive. We are to correct and admonish one another in the body of Christ. Paul models correction and admonition in many of his writings. And so does Jesus in his letters to the churches in the first few chapters of Revelation. Each of them point out where people have gone off the rails, either neglecting what they're supposed to do or doing what they shouldn't. The goal of correcting and admonishing is to restore the relationship between people. Christian love involves speaking truth into the darkness and speaking truth into areas where the truth is not being received or lived out. Correction begins and ends with the love of Christ, not with anger or spite or malice or a sense of superiority. Instead, we are to clothe ourselves with humility We are to approach difficult conversations with grace and love and honor. We're not to wade in with venomous words and angry accusations, paying back wrong for wrong. We are to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Paul calls us to speak the truth in love, and that means honoring the other person in how we speak of them and to them. There was a season in my life several years ago, many years ago, that I was furious with a couple of people who had hurt me deeply. I wanted nothing else than to lash out at them with my words or even my fists. Instead, I went down to a lake, took the biggest rocks I could find, and hurled them into the lake. And and I wrote fierce words in a journal that I never shared with anybody. (laughs) Thankfully, I had a 
really good friend who walked me through that difficult season. He met with me every week as my accountability partner. He asked me the hard questions. You know, he, said, he asked me how I was doing, how I was really doing. He asked me how I was treating the people around me, especially the people who had hurt me. And he also prayed for me. He didn't just say, I'll pray for you. He prayed right there on the spot for me, right in the middle of the restaurant where we met every week. He shared his, his life and experiences with me, and I learned so much from him about how to live with honor in the midst of conflict. As Pastor Andrew shared, uh, next, sun next Sunday afternoon, from 1 to 5, Perry Fruling is going to host a conflict resolution seminar here at Emmanuel for everyone in our local LCMC churches. Here's who shouldn't come to that seminar. Raise your hand if you have never had conflict with anyone in your family, workplace, school, or community. I thought so. <laughs> uh, those of you at home, if you raised your hand, you probably are lying to yourself. <laughs> Everyone can benefit from the tools for biblically sound conflict resolution that this free workshop will provide. Please carve out the time to join us. When we live well in community, we resolve our differences in helpful ways. We think about, serve, and honor each other. We carve out time for each other. Back in Romans 12, Paul challenges us. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with each other. Who are your people, your mob, your fellow members of the body? Maybe for you it's your family, your friends, your coworkers or neighbors or other people in this congregation. Folks for whom you would drop anything to help and who would do the same for you. They rejoice with you and mourn with you. They encourage you and cheer you on and bless you and steady you. Do the same for them. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Live in harmony with one another. We can't or won't do that on our own power. We need the Holy Spirit to change our hearts, to change our hearts toward one another and to make us holy, set apart for God's mission of love and reconciliation. Here's a prayer and a blessing for all of us from the Apostle Paul. 
May God himself, the God of peace, make you holy through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. Amen.